We'll have this discussion. Discussion? What discussion? This is a discussion. Combustion. Coming to you from Denver, Colorado. This is Discussion Combustion Podcast. With your hosts, Kevin Batstone and Arthur Raw. Oh yeah. People, you already know the deal. It's Discussion Combustion back at you, episode 91. This one's been anticipated. We've been excited. Vene, a.k.a. Top Brahmin, is in the building tonight. It's going to be a fun one, man. Stoked you could make it down. We had to shift some things around a couple weeks ago, you know, COVID restrictions and just playing it safe. Um, but yeah, super stoked to have Top Brahmin in the studio tonight. We're going to be talking music. We're going to be talking all kinds of things. Before we do that, we got to pay the bills. Absolutely. And you know, we are brought to you by Wild Outdoor Adventures, and that's W-O-A-M-E-E-T.com. That's where you're going to go to sign in at no charge and see all the events that they have going on. I mean, right now we're in a progression period where we're starting, you're seeing COVID relaxation, you know, winter time is coming to an end pretty soon. So we're all itching to get outdoors. This is the place where you're going to be able to accomplish that. Yeah, it's a fun company, man. I love the, the way they have it set up. Super easy to use, free and easy to use website. You go over there, log in, check out what's going on, check out what has already happened. You know, if you're a little bit leery, go, what are these guys doing? They pretty much post and, and blog and video record everything that they do so you can get an idea for it. Just a great way to meet people, uh, getting people outdoors. You know, we're going to need it once COVID restrictions lift. Absolutely. Get, some, get a breath of fresh air. Get up into these Colorado mountains, man. It's a lot of fun. With the hope for teens, hope for veterans, a lot of great programs in place absolutely and this is a place where friendships can be made you know when you're out on the trail you're soaking in the beautiful scenery of colorado and you have people with similar interests with you on that experience you know you're going to make bonds uh, bonds and friendships over these experiences and that's what it's really about is bringing people together and that is less dreaming and more exploring and today's episode is also brought to you by mountain made cbd you're going to head over to mountainmade.life. You'll see it there at the bottom of the screen. Head on over to their stock up on all of your crystal clear CBD needs. Absolutely. Mountain Made is the place. If you're an athlete, if you have back pain, if your dog has arthritis, you're going to want to check out mountainmade.life because the tablets that they have, the CBD products that they produce are top notch in the industry. They don't cut corners to have cheaper ingredients. They want to make sure that they're using the best stuff for all their clients because they got into the game helping people in serious need with CBD needs. So if you're a dispensary that's in the United States or a, 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 sh a shop that can have CBD and you're interested in selling it, definitely check them out. They're regulated for all of the new regulations. They sure are, man. They ship nationwide. You know, they're constantly innovating the product with the build, boost, recover, puff. They got the defense now. They got the combat. Got a little bit of that elderberry in there. I'm liking that. Dude, man. that's that so good. Tastes, it tastes that one, great. That one is delicious. It's, it's really, really good. Delicious. Mike did a great job with that product. I'm mm. a fan. I work in it with my daily multivitamin. But the fact remains, Mountain Made is the clearest, the purest, the most affordable CBD on the market. And now you can bundle and save. You can do auto pay, auto ship. They have it all set up. User friendly. Get on over there. Stock it up. And that's that hashtag go like hell mentality. And you know, go like hell, baby. So hell yeah, brother. Let's so jump into this. We're, we're bringing a banger Brahmin in here. Dude <laughs> got banger tracks. We're excited. What's to up, talk brother? To you, What's up? Thank you for having me. I'm excited. This is my first podcast ever. So this is exciting. This is exciting. Yeah. Man. That's cool to say it's your first cast. Cause when you, uh, you know, like we were talking off air, you know, once this thing goes mainstream, once you're a household name, you can say he was on our show first. Yeah, yeah. Once I'm head headlining at EDC, I'll bring you guys backstage. We'll have our own podcast there. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. Sign me up. I'm, I'm with it, man. So one thing that I, I was kind of, you know, doing research on Top Brahmin, what's this guy about? You know, what's up with the name? And so so Clint actually filled me in and, and a Brahmin 
is is like a high divinity like it's like and so so i I didn't realize that play on words until i started thinking about it and clint clint actually filled us in on that and i think that's a really cool play on words as far as like what you're capturing with that yeah 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 so it's like top ramen with top ramen and the brahmin is so my parents are all from india uh whole family is from there i I grew up in colorado but um the brahmins are the highest represent so yeah and so that's what my family grew up as and so that's what i am and so Top Ramen. Here we are. Rolls off the tongue. I, I think that's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a cool name. And I was looking at your Instagram, too, and you were rocking that that uh, Top Ramen. I was hoping you were going to wear that tonight, man. I really yeah. was. Yeah, next time. I was thinking <laughs> that on the drive here. I was like, damn, I should have brought that because I literally just got it yesterday. Did you um, really? Yeah. And so uh, I was thinking that while I was driving here, I should have brought that and just worn that. <laughs> that's right. We'll yeah, say that right. for the next time. Yeah. Hell, hell yeah. No. See, <laughs> see, that's the brand. On DCPC, we're getting to know you. Like, So your family's all from India. You grew up in Colorado. And I know I just said it, but represent, you represent know, common native. Yes, sir. Well, there's not too many of us out here. We're rare. Um, so what what kind of originally inspired you to getting into music? Is there any artists that you really liked? It sounded like you, you used to listen to a lot of metal music or? Yeah. So growing up, I've always been like super into music. Like I've always like I was in school. I was always walking around with headphones in. Um, and in high school, I really got into like rock and metal. And so like I think it was my sophomore year. I um, picked up the guitar and I just started learning how to play guitar and um, I was like super like heavy metal, like, uh, like screaming. So I was like a, in a, a screamer in a metal band. Okay. okay. Um, and I had long hair that went down to here. I'd straighten it every day. <laughs> um, and then I also played the guitar. And so like I had a few shows um, with my band back then. Um, but so it started off with metal and like, I was just into heavy metal. And nice. then once I got into college, uh, that's when I started getting to the EDM scene. I think I saw Skrillex live in 2010 on Halloween. And that's what really got me like going with EDM. Um, and then from there, I just started listening to more, like more and more EDM. And then, um, 2018 was when I decided I'm going to start making electronic music. That's nice. cool, man. So then, yeah, so that was kind yeah. of the, the spark in 2010 when you saw that you're like, okay, I want to transition to EDM. That was, yeah. And so I still have my metal roots going into it. And I feel like, like some of the heavy EDM is similar to metal breakdowns with yeah. like, you know, like dubstep, like they have that heavy drop that's similar to like a metal drop. And so I think that's what kind of got me into it. Um, the music I make is more melodic and on the chiller side, but that's what started it. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh-huh. So what was the name of the first metal band that you were in? I'm trying to remember. Uh, that's it's, it's, it was something chariot. I can't remember exactly. Okay. Yeah, it was something chariot. And you were, uh, your position was. So I was the vocalist. So I was okay. a screamer. Yeah, just straight. Oh, I, I can't sing, so I just it was yeah. just like straight. You're like, just screaming to the mic. vocalist. Yeah. Now, what was the kind of the influence or motivation back then? Because there's always like those screamo metal bands, you know, like Slipknot and those guys in the '90s were huge. Yeah. So I liked more like at the time they were more underground. They're like Veil of Maya, Born of Osiris, you mm-hmm. know, Whitechapel. I don't know. They're like more underground. Um, I'm trying to think some some more mainstream ones that you might as well. like so do you know bless the fall or august burns red it sounds very um, familiar okay some of those those were probably my inspiration back then um and then yeah and then i got to where it was in like 2010 i think that's when i started college and then i started like i still listen to metal kind of but i drifted away a little bit should probably bring it back like i play the guitar i, I, I like, mean that's dude, cool. it's, metal's always good see i i'm i'm an advocate of Every genre of music has good songs. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like there's good songs in every genre and also bad ones. And so like, I, I feel like it's bad when people sit here and be like, oh, that kind of music sucks. You know, did, did you yeah. ever really listen to all that music? You know? 
Yeah, I feel like every genre gets bashed equally depending on the generation and the taste. You know, some people say, oh, that's that's old people music, you know, or country music. I'm, you know, I hate all of it. I, I can pick out something in every genre, which I like a little bit of everything. Yeah. I'm trying to think. The first EDM show I think was your brother got me into a little bit. And I think the first show I saw might have been Odessa. Oh, really? at Red Rocks. Great one. Oh, oh wow. man, I had, no, a, that was I had a blast. Always sold out. <laughs> I had a fucking blast. Well, you started with the Ferrari, and now you got to drive Pinto. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I, that's what I, I guess I came to learn as trying to understand some of this EDM world, because yeah. there's a lot of great music in EDM, and I'm kind of learning a lot of it. So, And we were checking out your stuff, man. It seems like it, it's coming along nicely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I had my first like huge label release last year, actually in December, through Proximity. Um, and it's crazy, because I've been a huge that's friend. That's like the P, Lightning Bolt? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I've been like a huge fan of them since like 2013, 2014. Like I'd yeah. always listen to their music and it's just crazy to think that I have a track released through them. That's that is cool. um, That's exciting. And that thing's so. banging. That's doing yeah, well. Yeah, it is. It's doing well. I know. That's doing uh, really well. Yeah. That's just so. on the on the crank choosing. And when did you write it? When was all that written and created? So I wrote that in, I'd say, I think like August or I'd say like July, August, I wrote the instrumental and then I found the vocalist. So originally I had a different vocalist for that, but I sent it to Proximity they didn't like the vocalist then. They're like, oh, well, the instrumental is fire. Can we get a different vocalist? So I was like, all right, yeah, sure. And so I found Tima D, and she's awesome. She's yeah, great. Sounds really good. Uh, we have some more tracks we're working on together. That's um, exciting. And so and then she got the vocals done, I think, around end of September, maybe October, I think. And then October is when we decided on the release date of December through proximity. Yeah. So it really hasn't been out that long. It hasn't, no. So it's been out since December. Wow. Um, that's exciting, so, man. It, it is. is. It's ripping. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Ripping. And we were supposed to um, have a huge artist collab on it. So his name's Nightmare. I don't know if you've heard him, but he's like, he's, he's pretty big. Is he? Um, he, um, so Blake, the CEO of Proximity, he like loved the track. And so he was like, would you be down to see if Nightmare would want to collab on it? And I was like, oh, hell yeah, let's do that. And so he sent Nightmare's team the track and like, I could see on my SoundCloud, you can see like who listens to it. Okay. And, like one by one, I could see each of his team members listening to it. And then at the very end, like nightmare, he listened to like five or six times. <laughs> that was like, cool. oh, come on. Uh, but he ended up passing on it. Did he? Yeah, yeah he did. But just that, that whole like aspect Experience. that happened. Yeah. yeah. That's exciting. Amazing. It's cool to see it. Yeah. Building. And this guy, like nightmare I've listened to since 2013 as well. He's someone like one of my big inspirations. So, that, oh, yeah. yeah. To have yeah. a chance with you. Yeah, and you probably will collab with them here going forward, you know? Oh, yeah, one it, day. It'll happen. It's got to feel good to see, you know, you put this this product out there. It's doing extremely well. You know, you're working on some new stuff, you know? You, you see the, the goalpost here. This thing this thing's going to go next level. That's that's tremendous. Yeah. Slowly there. My my goal is to hopefully have this full-time by, by the end of this year. Um, I have a lot of tracks planned out. It's going to be good timing, too, man, because I feel like people are itching to get back to oh, shows. The shows, yeah. yeah. People are hungry for it right EDM now, EDM shows like are a lot of fun. Strong, yeah. They're so fun. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm a country guy. You know, I've been to yeah. country rock. You know, those shows are fun. You know, a lot of drinking and partying. Man, there's something about an EDM crowd. You know, the energy oh, there is very different. Yeah, yeah. You have to be prepared going in. Yeah, like, I wasn't so prepared. If you're doing yeah. a show, are you like, because you have the beat made, so are you like chopping and screwing it a little bit? I, I know that's probably the wrong terminology, but like, how, how would you, per, like, so, so yeah, a lot of like that, what you do on stage is it's, it's like, you're not just playing your own songs. Yeah. Um, you're playing other people's songs and there's like a whole mix all okay. combined together. And so like the, the whole like skill aspect comes in is like transitioning from one song to another or combining yeah. them to sound good, like on top of each other. So you gotta be like a DJ yeah. on top of on a top producer. Of, yeah. And then, okay. and then, yeah. And then like, you kind of have to read the crowd. So like most people are like, not most, but a lot of people have like their sets already ready to go, but like you also have to be able to like read the, the crowd 
and like if they're not digging it, kind of switch it up and yeah. like kind of just like free flow. So you got to be aware of what's going on. Aware, yeah, you definitely do. Yeah, and, and and I think that's one thing a lot of people you know dog on EDM. A lot of rock and roll guys that I play with, they basically look at it as like. Uh, you know, it's either they're just scratching a computer. But what I notice when I watch EDM live is it does take time. You have to understand music when the, you know, the buildups, the timing of it, I think is crucial. Cause without timing, what are you doing? Yeah. Timing is huge. Yeah. You need, mm-hmm. you need to know timing. And also I think the hardest part about making EDM is learning the software to make the music. So like I'm using Ableton and that just like when I first got into it, it's just like a whole puzzle. I could not, I couldn't figure it out. I almost quit because it was well, I mean, so there's, complex. There's, yeah. There's so many layers to it and different ways to do it. And, and like how to fade things in or to the left to the right or yeah. how to, how to tweak something like, so it's, it, it can be overwhelming, you know? So that's why it's just like anything in life. Like if, if you're going up a big challenge, like you want to accomplish something big, you got to dissect it into little pieces and, and start getting those little achievements, you know, Agreed, yep. opposed to like just being like, dude, I got to take all this on because it can get overwhelming for sure. Yeah. And it's tedious. That's one. That's one. Especially with with, with that genre, I've noticed every because every instrument, every sound has to be critiqued. You know, levels have to be adjusted. Mm, like yeah. mixing and mastering was something I never even came close to in the music biz. Like I would just play guitar, record a track and somebody else would do that part. I never even understood that part. Yeah, you know, that, that's, that's next level. Yeah. That was what was holding me back for the longest time. The whole mixing and mastering. Like I, I had like great ideas. I had great sound selection, sound design. I just could not get the levels right. And so like it would like the ideas were there. It just wouldn't sound good. Like in different speakers, like different settings. It just wasn't like optimal. Like, it, but now I know like how to like EQ, like you need to have like room for each sound at the specific frequency level. Mm-hmm. And then, and then like, yeah, so I like, I'm, I'm getting better at that. And so, so, so one, one area where, when I, back in my day was doing production is I would, I would always, you know, record everything at the same level at mm-hmm. the same audio, like everything I would put in and try to do it the exact same. And then when I would go to master the tracks and then play them back and listen out of like a CD player or a car or something, they would be at different volumes. Yeah, that's the that, that was one of my that pissed me off more than anything else because yeah. it's like, dude, I I recorded everything the same. Yeah, and for some reason, and then you're going back and like making the track and like trying. Well, how many decibels louder was that than this? And then like, it's such a pain. It's, it is a pain. It's a it's a skill on its own to have to be able to do that. And that I hate. Like I always get scared doing the the speaker test because like it sounds fire <laughs> yeah. when it's on like your oh, yeah. laptop or headphones and then. You can go in the car and play it, and it's just like absolute shit. And you're like, oh my god, Damn, that's always a good indicator. Out. Is the car? I feel is like. the car is a yeah. Great, yeah. My roommate has like these booming ass subs in his Jeep, and so usually like I'll use my car as like a midpoint, and then I'll use his as Test like the, the base. base. Yeah. yeah, and so tracks done. <laughs> Bring it in the whip. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's always that. that's the, <laughs> you know. it's the true Let's test. Go sit out in the car and crack it a is. beer and listen it to this. That's yeah. where everyone's gonna crank it anyway. Like people don't normally bang music that hard at home, but like in their car for sure oh that's yeah. yeah that's that's absolutely you're sitting in traffic you see people's license plates rattling because the bass is knocking so hard but yeah. i have a sound bar too at the house so i like to you know crank that thing up and get nice. a little bit rowdy you, you know go. that thing's the got good quality nice. too i love the yeah. sound bars yeah i mean because I, I i know you care about your neighbors though 10 p.m rolls around you, 10 p.m i'm yeah. turning it down yeah. i'm, yeah. He's, he's I'm considerate neighbor. he's a good neighbor <laughs> yeah because i don't want someone doing that to me <laughs> but 959 right? it's banging 959 that thing's ripping we got to get brahman all the way up to 28 on the sound bar i don't know how loud that is but it's about it it's enough for you to feel it in your uh, in your goosebumps. Oh yeah, stand some hairs. Yeah, my complex knows what's up. So silly question. Yeah, really silly. If if you could only eat one uh, or the other, I love food. Let's go. Okay, cup of noodles or top ramen. Ooh, top ramen. they're kind of the same thing, though, aren't they? They're they're a little different. They're different. Yeah, I top ramen. 
What, and and, and why, though? Like, why the Top Ramen? Is it because the name reference or... Um, I honestly think, I don't know, something about, because, like, with the Top Ramen, I'll usually cook it on, like, the stove. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could do that with a little cup of noodles you put in the microwave, right? Exactly. Yeah. Or, or, you could, or pour hot there, water. Yeah, there's more, like, like, ways you can, like, make Top Ramen. And, like, so you can make it fancy and, like, good, whereas, like, cup of noodles, you just literally, it's in a cup, and you just put it in the microwave. Yeah, you get a thirty-nine cent styrofoam like, cup with with something they call vegetables in it. I don't even know if it is. They're like yeah. the most dry nutrient sap. I worry. Yeah, I like. I had. literally because I was gonna do a photo shoot like a month ago. It's still in my car. Um, I bought like forty things of top ramen, forty or fifty like packets for like eight dollars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they, yeah, they're just sitting in my car because I don't know what I want to do with them. <laughs> That's the good news. Is it's cheap as hell. Yeah, you can get but, a shit ton of them. They're cheap. You know, yeah, life, lifetime supply for thirty dollars. I know, right? Yeah, it's so, insane. So Clint Salty, actually, though. Clint introduced me to the the gourmet ramen cooking in our teen years, and he he like <laughs> he, he showed me this way. He was like, dude, this is what you do. Is you're just gonna put some butter on the pan. You're gonna throw the noodles in there. Um, with like a little bit of water, so it kind of cooks, but it's like not a, a um, so you're like a brothy. You're like steaming it. Yeah, it's, this not, it's is not top ramen. Yeah, yeah top okay. ramen, but not with a bunch of water. It's so like it's not brick. brothy. And then he would like throw some cheese and some other stuff in there, and it ended up being like cheesy ramen noodles without like all the broth. Oh, and so I like it's interesting that you say that, man, because you're right. Because originally I was thinking cup of noodles. Because they come with like the dried out beef and all that stuff, but what is that anyway? Yeah, I don't know what that is. And, and then there's yeah, a lot more versatility to to the to the ramen packs. And, and honestly, you can't eat a cup of noodles by crunching it up and just putting the sauce on. Oh, there that's the dry. best part too. Yeah, like <laughs> I love because the sauce is already in the cup of noodles, right? Or like yeah, not the, the whatever that is, the powder. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's already it's, dispersed in so there. You can't really yeah. Yeah, you can't go old school and crunch it. I remember in high school, you know, that would be the thing. Like, you know, you see kids on lunch taking a ramen pack and breaking it up, you know? I would do that, too. Take, like the, the, take the seasoning and shake it all school. up. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Hey, I, man. Cuts corners. Yeah. I actually just tried that just for shits and gigs because I hadn't done it in so long. I had 40 <laughs> ramen packets. So it was, it's <laughs> now, so what, good. What's your flavor? Oh, that's what I was going to ask. Uh, chicken. <laughs> top top ramen. Ramen. Indians don't eat beef. Oh, so, I'm, okay. but I okay, I eat beef, but I'm, but just, I'm going with the well, you eat shrimp. Yeah, right? eat shrimp. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> so now there's the shrimp flavor, which uh, to me doesn't taste like. It shrimp. doesn't taste like shrimp at all. I don't, I don't know, know what it tastes like, but it's not. I shrimp. didn't know they had a shrimp flavor. Yeah, yeah. They, I, they, they got, got the, all the flavors. There's a no, lot of flavors. Yeah. The Oriental like creamy chicken. The Oriental is pretty good. You got the beef, obviously, but you know, and and then we got the chicken, and we got. I mean, we could try to go off. They got the the spice, the chili one, the, the spicy, spicy chili, the Oriental. You got the pork. Yeah, I don't pork, know if you said that one already. Good. Pork's good. Chicken or beef, I think. Is, is my it go-to. literally just flavor? It's like that's all it is. Like it's just that flavor. Yeah, I think like, it's like it's a dried like, stock almost. Like they powderize like a chicken or beef stock. Oh, okay. Okay. But so it's it is so part, salty. Okay. If, you, yeah. if you've looked at the amount of sodium that's in it, yeah, you're good on your salt intake for the whole day. Off, like, yeah, off of one I, portion. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would have to agree though. I'm going top ramen over the cup of noodles. However, I will tell you this. My girlfriend taught me with the cup of noodles, the best way to do it is is you pour the hot water in. And here's the thing is because that little lid, you have to put it back down yeah. for it to steam. Yeah. But it doesn't want to stay down. You put you a take, fork on it. You take your fork yeah. and you put it on the on the side. Like you stick the fork. Oh, see, I would it, just lay it, it down. Holds on it, it. it holds it on there. I was like, I never yeah. knew this until I was 31 years old. These life hacks that you find. I was, I was blown away. <laughs> little life <laughs> hacks. Little... So one thing I saw last night on Reddit was a video of these guys with a rooster or a chicken. It was a male. So that's a rooster, right? That would be a rooster. And the chicken so. is a girl. That's the hen. The hen's a female. So, but can a chicken be a, a rooster or a hen? Mm, no We'd have to do research on that, yeah, but I know the chickens are females because they lay the eggs. Yeah, <laughs> hens and roosters. But it was a rooster in the video. It's a man. And, and so what they did is they like held the beak down to the ground, and, and then just from the beak they like drew a line in the sand. 
like coming out from the beak and 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 the the rooster it, it got like it, its whole body went limp and it was just like hypnotized staring at it and was this rooster on something no and it was just sitting there and and they're like yeah check that out and then they're like and then they start wiping away the line and the, like their hands come off of it and it's still laying there and they wipe away the line and the second that like it's primarily gone and the rooster like comes back to and bites the dude in the hand so it's like we're talking life hacks like, what the? how do you figure out this kind of stuff? Like, at what point did people figure out that you could, like, draw a line and hypnotize a rooster? You know, it's just interesting, like, the, the, the process of learning a life hack, you know? That is, yeah, that that's insane. Yeah, that's probably, like, they have, like, a lab. Like, let's figure out how to hypnotize a rooster. Yeah. And they're just, like, doing different tests. Fucking with a rooster, man. But what do you do with that? Because cause the second that the line is gone... What, he gets all mad? Yeah, they, 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 they like, come to... So it's like that's crazy. So maybe if you just need to subdue it just for a minute right there while you handle something else, I, I don't know. Unless if you have like a portable like plank to put it on with the line drawn into it. I, I know this is random, random bibble babble, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure about how to hypnotize a rooster, but I guess I know now that I just draw a line in the sand. I've yeah, never seen if it. I, if I ever see a rooster, I'm gonna try that. <laughs> I've been roosters are I'm assholes, curious, man. Yeah, you I'll gotta have you a that. friend to hold it down. Roosters are not polite, you know, because their their main mission is to protect the hens. Yeah. You know, they yeah. they fuck the hens and occasionally one of the, the eggs are not edible or whatever, but they protect the hens. You know, they keep them rounded up. So that's why they're always calling. You, when a rooster crows, he's calling for his hens. That's that's oh. yeah. so that, that's why they hypnotize so that he, they can go fuck with the hens. Oh, yeah, that's like, why. That's to keep yes. distracted <laughs> so they can get the eggs. Exactly. Yeah. We just figured some yes. shit out. That was it. So wow. So what's your favorite personal life hack? Oh man, um, let's see. I've been—I don't know. Are you guys on TikTok? I, I just—I've been seeing like TikTok. I've learned it's like a whole different school. TikTok's like a, a different world. It's man. a different world. I know. It, it makes me nervous. Addicted. Um, damn. What is it? I know, I'm gonna have to think on this one because there's a lot of cooking like... ones that are good. Yeah, you, you know. But one one personal one that I've came up with recently because I've been having this pet peeve when I take off my pants. And they come out inside out, like my, my foot catches and it's oh, all inside a, out. I need to know about this. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, okay. so what I do is, you know, I'm shoeless in this scenario. All right. Cause you're taking off your pants. Yeah, you, you can't, can't take your shoes on. There's no way. Yeah. So obviously Arthur. Um, so what you do is, is like your big toe, like for my right pant leg, when I'm taking this one off, I do my big toe on the very bottom of the pants on the inside mm -hmm. and so that way the big toe holds the pants down while i lift the leg out and then i repeat on the other side and dude i'm telling you man since i've been implementing that over the past week it's kind of the same concept of when you put a jacket on over like a long sleeve like you kind of hold you know exactly. the shirt in your hand and then yes. put the jacket on over it to keep it you know tight yes mm -hmm. kind of that same concept i don't think i run into that problem too much because my jeans are kind of loose so they don't come off with being inverted unless and you know unless maybe i'm you know doing sex and something aggressive is happening and they're being ripped off maybe it'll happen that way but that's not <laughs> right that's not a common problem i don't think it was right. just one of those pet peeves that like you know i've been trying to get over that man so i, I did you like look I it up did no, you have to look up no because i've just been trying to how to get off pants yeah properly <laughs> i've been brainstorming like how do i do this you know i've tried taking them off slower like you know figuring out the way one leg at a time like 
you know, like who takes their pants off with two legs at the same time anyway, but I don't know if that can be pr- done. Probably the boy yeah, that does like the, as fast as you can thing. Oh, have you probably, seen him? He's probably done. I haven't. No, he, uh, he's a YouTuber. He like all his videos, like if people did everything in a rush, if people did oh, everything yeah, in a rush. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay, he's a TikToker. Actually. Okay. Yeah. I've seen his dude. Yeah, it's so, yeah. It's so simple. It's, I always send him to him and he's like, Oh, another one. I think it's hilarious. But they make me laugh. They, yeah. They yeah I love the lagging ones. The lag. If people lag, people lag. That's a good one. He'll be like shoveling outdoors. And all of a sudden he's in his like living room. He's in his living room. Yeah. He's like going to the toilet and he's like. I like him, man. He cracks me up. That's what's funny about TikTok and YouTube and Twitch and all these things. Like everybody's a an entertainer now, you know. And, oh, it, does, yeah. and it doesn't take much. Like simple stuff like that. People just love it. They eat it up. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I know. Twitch is blowing up now too. Yeah. I know because like in the in the music world, they're doing a bunch of streams on Twitch. Live streams and like so like that's something I want to get into eventually. But and so do you think you a... would do like a like just set a camera up like over your station as you're as you're you know performing and stream that or how would you do it you think kind of like show like every day would be different maybe like show them what i'm working on and then kind of go through or like just show them how i make music or do like a start to finish track Mm -hmm. uh do it live um or just like feedback sessions so like if people want to set in tracks i'll listen to it live and then give them feedback that'd be cool so yeah yeah yeah. that's a cool way to get like people involved like hey what do you think of this and you can you know, mix it up or give it a go. Now, do you do any like vlogging or record anything now and put it on your Insta or anything? No, that's what I like want to get more into is like more video stuff and like just make more videos in general. I mean, I have a TikTok, but I've only made one video and I know for musicians, TikTok is blowing up. And so I need to get on that. But, um, that's something, yeah, I definitely want to get into. Cool. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I feel like the, the best setup for that is to have a nice computer yeah, and just and just do it from like your desk, and just have like maybe two cameras set up so you can show them a couple different angles of what's happening. Um, if I was to do any projects, I know Kevin got all these other projects uh, coming out. Oh, there's an exciting one that's with my brother, but we'll we'll touch that on the solo. We'll, we'll get that later. Um, but if I was to do anything, it would be a Twitch gaming streaming thing where I would like you know do myself playing games and narrating playing the game nice i think yeah. that would just be fun you know because i like i love the game and if i could share that with somebody and help their night out while i'm enjoying my time like that would be great. yeah one um this artist i know he he's like huge in video games and he loves making music he'll do like league of legends or whatever for an hour and then right after go into a music stream on twitch um or like yeah some something like that but what uh, what games do you play uh, i'm into uh i mean obviously skyrim's a classic nice i feel like uh you know, cyberpunk, even though it catches a lot of flack, is one of the best RPGs of our time. Um, so I'm, I'm into a lot of that stuff. I like Tricky Towers. I got onto that recent, recently. It's like a... Uh, Tricky Towers is fun. It's like a Tetris. It's like a physics. roided up Tetris. Yeah. Tricky Towers? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like Tetris, but the, it can wobble and weave and get all yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's fun. I, I don't know, man. Just some good games. I started playing Civilization Five. Just something I could, you know, lose my, my mind in for like an hour and a half. Just it's, it's a good way for me to unwind. It's like watching a movie... Or I mean, dude, pr- producing music, man, that's one of the, the the best highs. Like when when you're making a beat and you just start with like I u- would usually start with like the kind of clap that I'd want. You just just have the clap, and then you start like adding the bass and like you know layering that. And then and then like once that happens, like that feeling when you have all the sounds together that you want to use. God, it's a it's a high for sure. Yeah, it's um, there's nothing you can't describe it really. It's like. Um, it's like, like a eureka moment. Yeah, I know. And like, whenever I listen to my tracks, I'm just like, holy shit! Like, I made that. Like, that's something. I did. Like, it started from scratch. Like, that's literally cool. a blank canvas, and then 
it's like you made this masterpiece that you're like really proud of. Yeah, um, it's it's a, it's a fun you know fulfilling accomplishment. Now, are you like me when I when I create something, I listen to it so many times. Oh, that I'm it becomes, always bumping my music. Are, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, because for me, like when I create something, I have a, a OCD tendency to listen to it so many times that I'm yeah. like. Everything's wrong by the time yeah. you're done listening to it. <laughs> yeah. You're like, this whole fucking jam sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's easy to do. So I try to like to take a break from not playing it so much, you know? Yeah. Just because I, I get in my that. head. Yeah. Because it's like, I, I get to that point where like, it sounds like it's really good. Like it's regardless, like I like love it in the beginning. And then like a couple weeks later, I'm like, oh, this sucks. Because I mainly because I listened to it so many times. But then when I show people, they're like, holy shit, this is fire. And you're like, yeah, um, whatever. That I'm like, well, yeah, whatever. Because I have like a couple <laughs> tracks that like I have unreleased. But I'm like kind of lazy about setting them out to labels mm -hmm. because I've listened to it so many times. I don't think that it's, I don't know. I'm not really pumped about them anymore. I got you. And so I, I know, but you can't shoot yourself in the foot like that. Cause, I know because you put so much time in this. And, and like, yeah, and we're, we are our worst judge. I mean, we are our worst critics as the saying goes. Yeah. And who knows, man, like somebody might love that shit. You, yeah. you know, so it's like even if even if you feel like it, it works, like the structure's good and the melodies are right and you're sick of it. You know, maybe still send it out. You don't know. You don't yeah. know until you try, man. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah, I know it's a good song. I've I've sorted people in. They're like, oh, this is awesome. And I just like yeah, got worn out by it. And so which yeah. is which but is part of being an artist. It, you know? Yeah, and it's easy it to is. do. You're listening to your stuff over and over and over and over again. You're trying to go with the industry. What's going to sell? Yep. Of course, you know people in close proximity typically want to you know build you up and be like oh that's awesome you know put it out there that's all well and good so it's, i think it's good to get the constructive criticism at times too oh yeah yeah you i'm know? in this it's I, so i have like this group i'm in they're called defier society um and i've been in for like two years now but like it's like it's like you i pay a monthly fee and they like have these huge djs that um and like producers as the instructors and they'll do like feedback streams so like the schedule it shows i think they have like 27 feedback streams um each week and like they have like a schedule of when the person's gonna do it, and they like have fifteen slots. And you literally just submit your track, and then they'll do like a live stream of them hmm. giving feedback. And so that's like really helped me oh, like hone sure. myself. Yeah, nice. So, do, they, yeah. do they know that you're like in there listening, or is it like? Oh yeah, so it's like on up? Facebook. So it's like a it's, okay. it's Facebook group, and like you join it, and then like they have a separate like website, and you just literally go in and like put down like who you wanted to submit it to, and you can only submit four hours before the stream starts. And then on Facebook, they'll have the live stream and you can just go on. And then when your track comes up, you can just like message them, talk to them. Nice. Be like, I, I want cool. you to focus on this. And then, yeah. That's cool. That's, so, that's a good way to, to get direct, decise criticism, you know? Yeah. Or, no, or it's awesome because like some of the instructors they have in there are like pretty big artists. Mm -hmm. And so um, getting feedback from them is like incredible. Hell yeah. So. I mean, like we were talking about before going on air here. Um, you know, how we were talking about how the podcast community is very open and like, there's room for everybody, but in music, like everybody wants that spot and everyone's competing. And, and like you said, they're, they don't want to share all their information. So I think it's really humble of those, those, you know, made musicians to, you know, spend their time to, to help people grow their own, yeah. you know, their, their, their style with it. Yeah, definitely. And this, this group also like the, the members are all like same mindset they like want to help each other out which is awesome it's like great to like i found this group it was i think someone messaged me on facebook about joining and i just joined and then i was like best decision i've ever made nice. um because i mean it is hard i mean music like the music industry is a competition for the most part and so it's hard to find that group that supports like each individual member and 
So it's nice yeah, to have. Because everyone's typically trying to step on each other to, to get to the next step. Like, oh yeah, don't 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 take him. Let me open up. Let for me you. open up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so So yeah, if you can find someone, you know, a group of people that are gonna help you along the way and be supportive, I think that's crucial. That's yeah. hard to find in the music business. So with with performing, what's it looking like this year? Do you have anything um, you're starting to have you done any uh of those live stream or those live I haven't. So I actually, comedians did it and that's been a big option for twenty twenty. Yeah. So I have um Someone reached out to me about doing a live stream. They just started this whole new um, video um, streaming thing for them, their company. I, I don't remember exactly what it's called, but they're having it. They have a stream at the end of March or mid-April, and so I'm going to do one of those. Oh, nice. And so that'll be my first live stream. I, I know I've been focusing just on making music during just uh, creating. quarantine. Yeah, so I've just been grinding in the studio. Um so this will be our first live stream. It'll be fun. Like I'm excited to get back and do like a live, have some, like, interaction, live shit. Have oh, some yeah. interaction. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we'll have to plug it. We'll put it in the show notes and stuff and I'll tune in too. I would like to see that. Oh fun. yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'll, I'll wear my ramen outfit. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. That's pretty bad. So if, if you could, if you had to pick between these two music genres and, and you can only work on this type of music for the rest of your life, they're kind of similar, but very different. Would you pick, Country music or bluegrass music? Oh, God. <laughs> um, I go bluegrass. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I I don't really like both, but it's, there's <laughs> it's just not my per- preferences. Like I don't know. I just I just I mean they're talented for sure, but I just like really don't listen to it. My roommate loved listening to country, and so he always blasts it. Really? I'm like oh, is, is now does he listen to, like the bubblegum like mainstream pop country or is he is he in, like bubblegum pop? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. You know, like that shit you hear on the radio that they call country. But it's it's something you'd hear like on the top 40. You know, like that, that, I don't know. Because for me, with country music, it's split in the last 20 years. You got like your grassroots. They call it red dirt now, country, which is like underground. That's good stuff, yeah. You know, the southern rock country roots. And then you got the mainstream shit, you know. Yeah. Florida, Georgia, what are you trying to do here? Yeah, like those guys. Yeah. He does both, I'm pretty sure. So, I don't really know, though. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, that's Too fair much, enough. Yeah, so. I would agree with you on bluegrass, though, man. I'll tell you, one of the first things that I did when I moved to Colorado was, uh, well, for one, I experienced some pretty amazing marijuana. And then two, <laughs> and I'm not a huge smoker, but that was number one. And then number two is I fell in love with bluegrass music because okay. they have one of the biggest bluegrass festivals here in Telluride. Nice. I haven't ever attended it, but I hear it's it's iconic. And I'm like, man, I got to check this genre out. And bluegrass is, is, is very... It's different than country, but it almost has a little bit of metal roots just with the extreme That's instrument what I like, yeah. and, the, and the fast That's timing. Right. Yeah. And what's cool about bluegrass is there's no percussion, right? Mm-hmm. So they, they basically are creating all of the, like the, you know, slap picking, mm-hmm. palm muting, stuff like that to create, you know, that, that background beat. And I think that's what's cool about bluegrass. It's a fun genre. It is really cool. Yeah. It is. You know, if, if I got to pick between the two and, and I'm involved in it, you know, it's probably going to be bluegrass. And then I'm going to fucking throw some hip hop beat on top of that shit. That's become a thing every now. night. Yeah. You know, I mean, cause that's Gangsta, just, that's Gangsta Grass fun, does man. that. Yeah. Gangsta Grass. Gangsta, Gangsta Grass has been doing it. Yeah. Okay. You yeah. Should check them out. No. Gangsta Grass is cool. It's hot yeah. stuff. I mean, okay. that's, that's the cool thing is like, because in the nineties, like we were growing up and there was like definitive music genres. And, and as we've been growing older and, and like everything changes in life, like we all know, like the genres have, have intertwined in a lot of different ways and, and, and splintered. Yeah. Splintered mm-hmm. off. And it's just, it's really interesting to think about it. Um, you know, to, to do something so different as an artist to where you create a new genre, like that, that would be pretty amazing. Like, like black mill, like, have you ever heard black mill no. stuff? So, so like they create, they created, uh, like the chill, the chill step, chill wave. Like, like they were like kind of one of the first where it's very melodic and okay. And that that's a really good one, man. Um, 
But yeah, it's, it's just kind of interesting to think about that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. There are so many subgenres. It's so hard to keep track of. Like, I don't even know what I'm classified. I mean, I know it's like melodic, like bass music, future bass. It's like future bass, melodic dubstep, uh, just like trap. There's like, I don't know. There's like, yeah, it's like chill step, dubstep, bro step, like yeah. grime step. Yeah. It's probably there's, a study step. Yeah, yeah. there's so many <laughs> different subgenres. Um, and yeah, making a whole, coming up with a whole genre on your own is like really difficult. You, you just have like to have the like, unique sound. It's, yeah, and that it's really like, hasn't. Yeah. You know? Yeah, electronic music's interesting because when I look back, like the first electronic music I remember listening to was like uh, Paul Oakenfold was big in the 90s. And I'm sure there was someone before that that I'm missing. Um, Darude, remember that? Darude Sandstorm? Oh, Sandstorm. That, yeah, that, yeah, was, that, that was a oh, hitter. Sandstorm song, that's Classic. still a hitter. That was a hitter, still, yeah. I know people are still commenting on YouTube, uh, the Sandstorm. Like, have you seen the comment? Like, they like someone, the, the only comment that post is the Darude, Darude uh, Sand, Sandstorm or whatever. I don't, like, think I've I don't seen know. That. It's like kind of like, like like trolling and like oh, okay, yeah. Is it like a Rickroll sort of thing? It's kind of like a Rickroll, yeah. EDM but world? it's like yeah, okay. kind of yeah. yeah. So the Rickroll shit was great, by the way. That, Dude, that always cracked me up. Yeah. Dude, one person I Rickrolled, he had no idea what the fuck it was. He's and just like, what he, is this? He shit? didn't even find it funny. And I'm sitting there like, I'm about the Rickroll, this dude. And he didn't even get it. Never gonna give you up. It's <laughs> <laughs> a cool video, dude. Rick so, Ashley, hell yeah. So here's another one for you. All right, if if you could only speak. In, in ebonics and slang, so, so you can only speak slang in ebonics or old school, very intelligent Victorian talk. <laughs> Which one would because both could be hard to understand for people. So old school slang, uh, or, or, or like, no, just cur current slang and ebonics, or mm -hmm. like, or like a very proper Victorian, you, you know, like all these different words that I don't even know one of them. Um, yeah, that's a good question. I honestly would just love to talk like old school Victorian. Uh, that'd <laughs> yeah. be that'd be great. like on stage, like <laughs> yeah. right before the drop. Um, I don't even know what they'd say, but just like in that whole accent, like that would be cool. <laughs> and now thou and thou now shall thou. experience thy sound. Thy sound, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna second that. I think that'd be fun to talk in old times. Yeah, I like that shit, like old like 1500s type talk. You know. As, um, <laughs> You guys watch my girl watched this. I didn't watch it. I doubt any of us watched it because we're dudes. But uh, Bridgerton, Br Bridgerton, Bridgerton. Yeah. Was that was that one that I was streaming know. on Netflix? Yeah. Or like or trending in the top whatever. Yeah. I think I remember scrolling by it, but I didn't watch it. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I, do you do Netflix? Oh yeah. I'll tell you this, man. I just finished not to get off Bridgerton. No, no, no. That that's not important. <laughs> I watched, uh, and I'm I'm always like three weeks behind. You know, like when a show draws, people are like, have you seen this yet? I'm like three weeks later. I have. Um, I watched The Vanishing at Hotel Cecil. Oh yeah, that was good, dude. That was good. Did you see that? No. What is it? is that a thriller horror? It's a it's, it's a documentary. It's a true. Oh, it's a true documentary, which does also fall under the thriller kind of horror mm -hmm. category. Because mm -hmm. you have you seen it? Mm -hmm. That's the shit I love. Yeah, I yeah. won't give away any spoilers, and if you haven't seen it, yeah, I'm not but gonna spoil it. I'll oh, tell you this, man. It kept me up. It kept me up. It was like four episodes really? on there. Yeah. It's just this this old ass hotel in downtown Los Angeles, and, and it's and it's in the. Um, it's in the Skid Row. Yeah, Skid Row District. Which is like and, the most homeless population in the country. And yeah. it was built as a hotel to be extremely affordable. Like so so it's like really small rooms, like and it's meant for kind of like a halfway place for people that It was built in the twenties. Yeah. In okay. the roaring twenties. So like everybody would go there, you know, they would do blow and you know, it was like the pass through spot in LA. Mm -hmm. And then it just turned it like all this crazy shit has happened there. There's doc you know, murders, rapes, drugs. You know, they said, like, t t uh, what's his name? Uh, Ted Bundy's been there. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like one of those kind of places. The Night Stalker stayed there. 
yeah, the Night Stalker in 1985. Uh-huh. Um, so long story short, this girl, you know, without giving away anything, the synopsis of the story is this 21-year-old girl from Vancouver wants to, like, go be young, wild, and free. She yeah. takes a trip to L.A. She stays at this place because she's heard it's renowned. She wants to experience L.A. And crazy she, shit she's happens. She's on Skid Row, and it's not a good situation. Crazy shit happens. You know? Yeah, so it's worth watching. I would okay, recommend it. it the it's Vanishing, uh, what is it? The Vanish- And you'll see, I think it's still trending, like, top shows or whatever. Yeah. Okay. The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. Yeah. Is it like one of those documentaries where they have actors or is it like a documentary no. where they like they're script over the, like the interview? Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's all like the, you know, like the, uh, the LAPD, you know, yeah. all the people that were involved with the case and shit. They interview them, the family's in there. See, I can't watch too much of that stuff though. Like what, one or two episodes. It was and, short and, enough that well, it wasn't bad. Uh, but I can't, I can't watch too many of it in one night. Like I got to shut it down. Like the haunting of, of Bly Manor. Is, oh, well that. I did the haunting of Hill House. Oh, and that, that was one of the best. That one was insane. Yeah. That, that, that actually scared me dude that That's story it. stuck with me yeah. for like two years i thought about that show oh and, god and the i went back and watched that neck lady or whatever yeah <laughs> dude and, and just how the house wanted to consume them and how well it was done like yeah what a great show i rewatched that and and honestly like it was, that's one of the best things I've watched in, in recent years was yeah. haunting a hill house was fucking, I haven't seen it that. It was awesome. I don't like should... the haunting stuff, man. I, uh, you know, my early thirties, I'm still scared of paranormal activity and like haunted shit. It freaks me out. And I'm from it New is, England, which has yeah. a lot of haunted areas, you know, and I just don't like it. It just ears me out. You have know? you had an experience? Um, I have not. No, I have not. I remember my mom was telling me because she works at the Botanic Gardens. Okay. Um, and they're like right next to a graveyard, mm-hmm. and like she was telling me um a while back. I, I don't remember like exactly when it was, but like one of the security guards like has like night shifts there, and he like went down to like one of the basement and like saw something in there. Literally like ran screaming and quit on the spot. And really, yeah. Damn, like what so, did he see? I don't know. A face or something. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. So why well, am I getting goosebumps? So, yeah. So. <laughs> So, but so I don't know what he saw exactly. I think huh. he saw like a face or something. But yeah, he just dipped right away. Quick. Stuff like that. And I think the reason I get like gnarled out by it because I do believe in it. I think it's oh, real. I believe in it too. Yeah, you know, I th- I think it's a real thing. We don't know enough to say it's not real. Um, and I think what scares me the most is I have no way to defend myself. You know, I, I carry a gun to defend myself from humans, but I can't defend myself it's, from the paranormal. It's positive energy that is is perpetually. But is it always positive? It's not always positive. No, but that's how you defend yourself. Is is like being one with with a higher energy, or you know, and just and just having that confidence. Like, yes, this negative energy may be here, but my energy counteracts that tenfold. And, and like, I, I feel because I grew up in. I know I've told this story before. You never heard it, so I'm gonna say it. Um, I grew up in Denver, and then we moved out to East Parker, like ten miles east of Parker. It was very rural. We had five acres, and that house when we moved into it had these like little twigs above every single door in in, in the barn what? in the garage in the main twigs? Like, yeah twigs and they're like these I forget the the technical term for them but they're supposed to keep spirits away and so the couple that lived there before my family moved in um they were experiencing some pretty crazy paranormal stuff Whoa, and, and and in the in the bedroom that I stayed in as a kid that closet is is was the hot spot and, and and they they used to be like scratches on the inside of that closet and and they felt like they they had this energy in in the house and they and they had people come out and come you know spiritualize the house or whatever they do Damn, what the and, hell and, and so the story is that where that house was built was the closest to the location where the ranch home was during the pioneer days and apparently this guy 
he he went out to go like hunt or or do something to provide for his his wife and kids and when he came home they were dead and like scalped and and so he he, he never left like his energy never left and so so that was the whole story with that Dude. so i i totally believe they exist at, at one point i was like i was probably like 11 or 12 but we the two bedrooms the one with the closet the hot spot closet was attached to another bedroom and we knocked that wall out so I like had these two rooms and I was sleeping in the room that didn't have the energy and and at one night dude I just felt like something was watching me I felt I feel like people have a sixth sense and they they can sense when things are watching them yeah like if you look at people in their car like half the time they look back at you oh yeah, oh, yeah. Actually, feel that's it. something I just noticed but yeah <laughs> I, like I... So, so I had that feeling. And dude, I I looked over to like where the wall was knocked out, and I saw a transparent, you know, silhouette. Like I couldn't see much detail, but it scared the shit out of me. And I I just remember like rolling over my bed and just facing the opposite way and just being super scared. And and like you know, I try to have Damn. respect That's for, pretty eerie. for it. That is very yeah. No, yeah, I could that, not do that. That was that that was my experience with with the paranormal. It's out there, man. It is out there. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of movies and stuff that that have tried to um, capture it. Like Paranormal Activity, obviously was staged. Yeah. Or whatever it was. It was a, it was a movie. Oh, in the house, where where it was like in the house, and then at the end they it was like, in San Diego. Out of the bed and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that was. That movie, well that movie, yeah. that movie fucked me that up. That movie, yeah. I mean, that came out in high school. High, high school, I could not do those movies. So I didn't even see the paranormals until like college. Okay, like, you had like, to prepare yourself. I had to paranormals. prepare. Yeah, the paranormal was like next level. Like, it's, scary. it's creepy. And they so, did a good job because I thought it was real. The first one, the first time I saw it in theaters, I thought this was like home footage, like not Blair Witch style, but like legit. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, Blair Witch is not like. Come to find, yeah, come to find out, it was it was a movie set and they put it all together, low budget. Yeah. So it looked it the low budget aspect made it look even more real. Yeah, yeah, I was like, sure. I thought it was just a couple filming shit that was going on in their house. Yeah. But I remember coming home from the movie theater that night, and I was like, I didn't leave my kitchen light on. Why is the kitchen light on? Dude, I was freaked out about everything. <laughs> I couldn't sleep. It fucked me up. Damn, it sounds like these movies really fuck you up. Buddy. They do, man. So it, it, I, I typically stay away from them. I, how did you live in that? Like, I don't know. Like, So like, it's weird, but like, if I'm moving somewhere, like, it can't be too old or like... Like the best would be if I'm buying a place and I, it's brand new, yeah. So nothing's happened in there before, yeah. It's fresh, um, but like whenever I move into a new like house or apartment or stuff, I'll like be scared for like the first like couple weeks because I don't know what the the hell is in there. Yeah, the uh, history well, of it. Well, I mean, so, so I was a uh, so the couple that lived in that house before my family moved in, they were a lesbian couple, and apparently the the, the spirit did not like males. Like it was, it, it it was more prone to to be like make itself known if males were around or something. So it's interesting. So they um, but you know I feel like I was I was a kid at that age. You know I was an adolescent um when I was experiencing it. So I I, I didn't feel like it had a, a, a bad intent, and more or less like it was happy to see me or something. But it still creeped the fuck out of me. It, you know, so, yeah. so like the energy wasn't way off, but there was still another energy in the room that which wasn't is, human, you know, yeah. and, and which, no, no. which was wigging me out. So talking about paranormal and death, this is a good segue. I, I had a question. This isn't really a would you rather, but if, if you had, if you were diagnosed to, and you had one week to live and, and you would be healthy for that week, but for some reason at the end of that week, you know, it's done. What would be the 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 top bucket list thing that you would have to do and you you could do anything let's say like money's not an issue you could do anything on that week okay what do you what are you doing uh well skydiving for one uh, that's okay always, that's been up the top um and like i could travel like 
Yeah, like any, that, like that, like I, it won't take like let's, 24 hours to let's, travel. Let's apply oh time travel to it. Sure, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> um, then I'd say each of the nights I'd play, um, I'd headline, like we'll just like say it hypothetically, I'd headline um, EDC, Coachella, uh, Tomorrowland. Um, those are the three main ones. Um, what else would I do? I would become friends with a tiger. Oh, I, yeah. Tiger, I'd like, yeah, Tiger King lion, probably. I fucking love animals. Um, well, because like, ti- tigers, I, I, I'm not, like, super familiar with, like, the Indian culture. Yeah. Are they, like, a, a huge symbol out there? Because I know you have tiger, tigers. Tigers are, yeah, 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 because tigers are India. Yeah. Um, they, so, I think in India, I don't remember if it was India or Malaysia, but um, I did go, like, they had, like, this whole tiger exhibit, and so, like, I got a pet a tiger there. That's which pretty is cool. cool. Yeah. But I'd want to, like, have one that's not chained up and, like, I could just be chilling with and, like, like I call its homie. name and, like, yeah, 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 for, like, a day. That would be awesome. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he's my homie, yeah. Like, you Mike could wrestle Tyson. with him? I could wrestle with him, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, like, <laughs> something I would love to do. <laughs> yeah, a big old 400-pound cat. Yeah. yeah. Like Mike Tyson, he does it. Yeah. Drags his tire with him. That'd be fun, man. Yeah. What else? But, um, lots of, you can do a lot in a week. I know. Yeah, there's there's a lot. Um fucking i mean I, it probably like won't be able to happen but like go to mars <laughs> like go into space mm. that's like big, that would big, be the last destination. that'd be the last destination uh. i definitely like i'm like super intrigued by space and so like okay going like to the moon or something would be incredible so, so do you would think be. aliens exist then? oh yeah yeah i do yeah i mean it's I impossible for them not to for the same reason i think paranormal activity exists aliens have to because the mathematical uncertainties would suggest otherwise we don't have yeah. enough you know conclusive evidence to say no way no how is that a possibility there's too yeah. much we don't know yeah. There's too much we don't know. Of course they exist. Now, did aliens help in early human development? I I don't know about that. Yeah, like the like, pyramids and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I know or like, like Mesopotamia. Like yeah. I, I mean, you know, that whole History Channel section of all that stuff. Like, where yeah. it's like, is this, this is kind of questionable. A lot of speculation here, but it's interesting. And like the Mesopot- Mesopotamia, which was like the first civil- civilization, they found like these clay tablets that had pictures which were similar to like like a saucer or something like and just a lot of coincidental things where it's like you know how how did they come up with the 12 month calendar as the first civilization and like and like all these yeah, other things like that's a, yeah mm-hmm. like how do you do that when you don't even have a telescope and you have really no idea and there's other people like praying to zeus and stuff like yeah you know so it's it's, it's interesting to it's think a little about. fishy yeah so i definitely I think I mean I I could definitely see that like us getting put here by like the aliens or like whatever the higher being is. Um, I know like there's a, a saying like dinosaurs were like the first experiment and like they failed or something and so they like killed them off and then we were like the next subjects um, to be put on here on this earth. So you know, it's interesting. It is interesting. Yeah. When you look at like Earth's existence as a whole, I've heard it broken down in an interesting way. If you look at Earth since as far back as we can trace it to now as a 24 hour time period, human existence is only relates to one minute of it, of a 24 hour day. Really? Yeah. You know, that's, I mean, this that's it. Because yeah. what do they call it? They call her Lucy is the oldest known 
Australopithecus, I think is the correct scientific word. There the you oldest... go, Kevin. I didn't know you had that kind of lingo. <laughs> you would be a nice Victorian I'm a, back then. I might be a redneck, but I remember a couple things in high school. And for whatever reason, that's one of them. So the Australopithecus, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, the Beatles song was playing when they found the, her remains and, and discovered that she was the oldest thing we, to trace back, you know, a couple million years ago. Yeah. We were able to trace back that there was human life. But putting that on the time spectrum, and this does contradict religion a little bit. You know, so I know some of our religious listeners are going, well, no, that's that's blowing smoke. You know, it's only this this old. But just putting it out there for what, what science says and what religion says, we would only represent one minute on a 24-hour time spectrum since as far back as science can trace. That's crazy to me. Yeah. You know? That is, yeah, that's that's insane. Mm-hmm. And so how, how – do they know how long dinosaurs make up? Um, I like, see that I probably wouldn't know. Yeah. I'd have to look at that, I, that study. I would, I'm just gandering five minutes. You think five? Yeah, I think five. So they've minutes. been around five times longer than humans have to this point. Dinosaurs held it. I mean, there was a lot of different stages yeah. of the dinosaurs. So it's, it's, it's very interesting, man. Yeah. Earth. It's, it's just crazy to me. You know, as I grow older, you know, everything's temporary, you know, mm-hmm. even this life. And, and that's one thing that, you know, it's, it's good to appreciate that because, you know, that makes every day so much sweeter if if you have that mentality. Like, you know, this isn't forever, and I got it good right now, and I should be very thankful for that, you know? Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's a perfect, like, reason to do what you love. And so, like, people that are thinking, like, oh, I don't know if, like, I should do this because of something. Like, follow your passion. Like, mm-hmm. like before you know it, you're going to be, like, in your deathbed, like, regretting. You want to regret. You want to look back and be, like, really, really proud of what you've done. Absolutely. Take a risk, man. Take risk, Yeah. You have Go to go for it. Yeah, don't don't to. get too comfortable and like, just stay there. It's easy to you do, too. especially when we look at the last 365 days. It's become easy for people to become complacent and, and mm-hmm. disconnect even more than ever because there's always been hermits and homebodies and people that just don't like interacting and being social. But the last year, we've really people have fallen into well, the hell with it. I'm gonna eat like shit. Everything can be delivered. I don't have to interact with anybody. I went through so many cycles during the. <laughs> the I mean, when when it first happened, like I was an alcoholic. And then for a while, I was like a, a gluttonous person, and then I fucked my ankle, and then I was a couch bum that was drinking my sorrows, and, and then <laughs> and then now I've gotten to a point where like I'm like starting to to fight my way out of the dungeon, and like starting to work out more and trying to eat healthy and drink less and like enjoying the work from home because yeah, I mean it was it was stressful at first. Like I know Kevin, you you've been working in the store, but like all the people working from home, like. I mean, even working in the stores, like when it when it all first came down, like when it all happened, like dude, I was stressful for everybody. Crazy, yeah. I mean, like even though nothing was open, I feel like drinking went up for everybody. Huge. Like, because especially like the Zoom parties too. Like, yeah, that people just get hammered. Like, there's nothing else you could do but other drink. Zoom parties and then drink. Yeah, so yeah, alcohol like, sales were up. Something crazy last year I saw. Yeah, it's it's you'd think it would go down, but then it actually makes sense now. Yeah, it's, with everyone locked in the house, you know, especially people working from home. You know, lunchtime comes around, they want to sip. You know, they're pouring yeah. up a lot oh, of nice tea. They're at work. They could yeah, be drinking <laughs> on the job. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, we've had a lot of intoxicated workforce this past year. Yeah, yeah. And, and and your performance is a reflection. So hang tight until four thirty-five. Yeah. Just get it done because I was doing that too, man. But here's the thing: is like, you know, if you start in the afternoon, you start drinking, like, and even if you're casually sipping, like, you're gonna get a little tired. Like, even if you're not getting wasted, like, you're, it's still going to to mess up with your function. And yeah. so, so I feel like all of us deserve to treat ourselves as as best as we can. And and that's not a healthy way to live life. Like, because you get into that habit of drinking at noon, like it's it, you know, it's like any habit. You, you yeah. keep doing it, and then all of a sudden you have you've, a problem. you've now justified it. That's mm. the thing. Yeah, is because people. That, that's the other backpedaling off twenty twenty in the pandemic. It's it's 
provided everyone a reason to get fucked up. They're like, oh, we, it's a pandemic. We don't know what the <laughs> fuck's going to happen. Let's just get hammered. Know. Yeah. You know, they're justifying it. Like, I heard like a bunch of people who have like been sober for a long time broke because like they're like, oh, the whole world is on pause, so my sobriety can be on pause too. And so they like ended up like breaking after years of not drinking. That's too bad. Oh, yeah. Shit. That's too bad. Stay, stay sober out there, people. You know, yeah, for real. keep keep your yeah. sobriety. The you struggle's know? Yeah. real, and and honestly, like we we need to all give ourselves the the common respect of of a mistake. Sure. Because all of us can make a mistake. All of us can can slip from time to time, and that's okay. But the the most important thing is 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 being aware of that, mm-hmm. and and giving your allowing yourself to to have the slip up. And, and, and still be encouraging to yourself and still move forward because that's the thing. Like sometimes you slip up, you mess up and you're like, well, fuck, I'm already a fuck up. Why not keep screwing up? Just pop right. all tires. You just yeah. Keep yeah. One pops. Yeah. It's yeah. It's a slippery so it's, slope. Yeah. It's a slippery slope. Cause when one thing is becomes acceptable, you know, a negative complacent mind, you go the hell with it. You know, the, the world, I got laid off. The world's going to shit. The girlfriend left me, whatever the case may be. There's always ways to justify being self-destructive yeah. and it's hard to, to come out of that sometimes. Yeah. Dude, eating. Okay, I'm gonna tell an embarrassing story. It, <laughs> These are always great. It, it was scary at first. This happened this week on on uh, Sunday night, going into Monday morning, and um, it was scary at first for me. So I went to the ER. But like at at this point, it's kind of funny. I didn't uh, hear this. Yeah, I, I know because I'm, I'm not trying to give you all the info. Got to save for some moment. Got to wow. save some juice <laughs> for the podcast. And so, um, yeah, over the weekend, my girlfriend was out. She she was having a girls' weekend, and so I was hanging out and kind of being gluttonous and. And I was just eating food and eating ice cream. And, and so I had some leftover Mexican food that I had from the Tuesday before. It is now Sunday, the following Sunday. So almost seven days. Did you get a little food poisoning? And I heated that up and I ate that. It tasted good. You know, I ate some more food on top of it. And, and you know, I really filled up my tummy a lot. And, and so come, come like, um, you know, 1130 PM on Sunday, like I, I'm already in bed. I'm kind of sleeping already. And then I have to wake up to, to drop a stool and, uh, (laughs) and, 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 you know, then I end up having, having the runs after the solid and TMI, I'm sorry, but, um, but basically like it was so uncomfortable and I, I, I know my cycle. And so I just, I didn't want to wait for the next round. So I tried to push it to get the second round out. Oh boy. And, um, and in that, I think I, I, I like ripped something in my, inside of me. And, and so, so like, and after that, I like just had this constant pain of like, when you have the worst, you know, bowel movement, like that pain where you're like, you know, you feel like, and yeah, and, 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 I don't so, mean to laugh, but. No, that, it's funny now. And, and so, yeah, that happened. And then, and then for like four consecutive times all throughout the night, I didn't sleep at all Sunday night. I had blood in my stools and, oh, when, I, and when I wiped, it was bloody. Oh, and, and so I not was, good. I was very concerned about that. Cause you know, after six samples and consistency, I was like, dude, I haven't gotten any sleep. I got to go to the ER. And, and like, I went in there they, you know, everything was fine. They did some blood tests. They felt it out. And you know, by 5 PM that day, I stopped having blood in my stools and it like repaired itself. But that's my funny, embarrassing story, man, is, is I ate such bad food that I, I caused myself to, to have uncomfortable bowel movements in which I tried to push through with aggressiveness, therefore ripping my something. And then I, I what did you rip though? It was like part of my intestine, like your like, large, like, like your something colon? in the intestine. No, my colon was fine. Cause they checked that 
that was my first time and it was with an asian guy so that was cool <laughs> and, um, what did how did they uh fix it like what well they didn't they didn't do anything they're just like you know you're gonna be okay i, I told them my story and they're like it's going to heal itself. Like you haven't lost that much blood where it's concerned, like, cause they ran all the blood stuff. And, and so basically I ate shitty food and I had such a crappy crap that it, it placed me in the ER. So I'm Good just, just going to put that, that out there, you know, so be careful with what you're eating people because you know, I'm 33 uh, yeah. and I'm making mistakes still. So do you, do you think it was food poisoning though? Like I, still, I, I, or do you think it was just you pushed too so, hard? So it I, I think I think all the cheese and grease caused it to be so uncomfortable that I pushed through and like hurt myself with it. I, I don't know if it was food poisoning or, or not, but like it was just very rough, and I strained myself, and I shouldn't have done that. So patience is a virtue, and I will practice that on the let potty. It, let it slide, Artie. Don't push. Yeah. <laughs> life hack you know that's, that's take it from me I, i've dealt with the roids I, I don't know where we came up with that or how that came we'll, to be but we'll keep, also, we'll, we'll keep let's try to keep this thing yeah. on the rails here yeah. This, yeah this could go ugly so so you're so not music related what was your your biggest accomplishment i know you did like 50 days sober in 2020 yeah what, what that, was your biggest accomplishment in 2020 in 2020 okay not music related yeah 2020 other than music was pretty slow um Okay, well, so the 50 days, I think, was the biggest highlight. So it was going from, so my my uh, song released, the Pull Me Out one, that on Proximity released on the 22nd. So we had, like, a release party for that, like, a small one. And then that's when I decided to go for, sober for 50, 50 days because I wanted to, uh, like, for the past 10 years, like, I've always partied on New Year's Eve. So, like, for the first time in, like, 10 years, I want to wake up on the first, just think, like, success. Clean and sober. Just go, yeah. And so, so I started on the 22nd and made it 50 days without drinking worked out every single day i think i like i mentioned earlier i did something called 75 hard which mm -hmm. was it's supposed to be found 75 days but i did 50 it's you do two workouts every single day one has to be outdoor one indoor for 45 minutes then um you need to do you have to stay sober the whole time um and then you have to it's like drink, reading 10 minutes drink, yeah drink, or read 10 pages 10 of pages. an inspirational book um every day and then do um drink a gallon of water every day and it's so, a pretty good challenge. I like it. Yeah, it yeah. it really gets you into gear and like so. Yeah, I don't like. I would say I lost. I mean, four percent days, man. That's that's almost two months. I mean, yeah, I you, you went like seventy five percent of the yeah. challenge duration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have some friends that are doing it now. We all did it together. They're still staying strong. So nice. um, yeah. Are you, are you thinking about doing it again or are you just because you said you're not drinking now so are you restarting it or are we? Um, thinking? I'm just doing this time is like a month kind okay. of like my own thing. Um. Just sober yeah, just like, yeah, because I'm trying to get more fit and like alcohol is like completely yeah, empty carbs. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Alcohol's yeah, you cannot thing. like get fit and also. If you need straight. to catch a buzz and keep the carbs down, marijuana, the drug for you. Yeah, it is. And actually, <laughs> since um, COVID and everything, like me and my roommates really got into because um, we never like smoked or like did any of that really, mm -hmm. and so we really got in edibles like at night and. Like even like five milligrams, we would just be fucked up. Oh, off dude, of. oh, that's sure. how I am. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. you never do it, yeah, yeah, I'm a lightweight so, with edibles. Yeah, yeah. I like the feeling right. of it. It is nice. Yeah, yeah, it was super. It's just relaxing and like so. Like, there's nothing else to do really, and so like like at night we'd like put on a movie and just take an edible and it's just super chill. Just zonk out. Just zonk out. Yeah, yeah. It's so much better for you, man. I know. You know, I, I drink too much alcohol, way too much, and I, I took a couple few days off like two weeks ago. I went about a week without drinking. I needed it. Yeah, I just reached that point where like my body was screaming to me, "No more! Pump yeah. the brakes! Pump the brakes!" 
put us some you know, give us some water let's flush this thing out yeah and it just sometimes you got to listen to your body man i think that's where it, it like crosses that line of like i can understand alcoholism because you're now drinking to make yourself feel better and mm-hmm. i wasn't feeling good so it was like yeah cut this out for a little bit nice yeah like i've gotten to the point where i'm now getting like two-day hangovers mm-hmm. um if i like binge drink and so it's just getting unbearable so it's like so now, like, if I'm going to, like, drink heavy, it has to be, like, a special occasion, like, and it can't be birthday. Everyone has birthdays. It has mm. to be something, like, wedding or, like, someone's, like, bachelor party or something. Or like baby it, shower. Ba- baby yeah, shower. Yeah, that. I mean, that <laughs> probably wasn't. <laughs> yeah, but it was it was fun. So then that baby shower turned into the next weekend, which was a little birthday party, which ended up, that's why I couldn't make it because of the, the COVID scare. Oh, Okay. Uh, well, I mean, we appreciate that. We we called you out last yeah. episode and said thank you. Yeah, 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 that, yeah, man, yeah. Oh yeah, I saw that. I saw you guys. Yeah, <laughs> we had we arranged it for you know just just playing it safe. We could yeah. we, we could have made it work, but it's like you know let's just stick to the rules. For yeah, because I had COVID back in uh, November. How'd you feel? And so, so I actually didn't have it too bad. So mine was like I was in bed for like two days, the first two days, and then I was pretty good for the the rest. Um, the worst though was like it was like a delayed onset of the losing taste and smell, okay. and so I literally thought like losing smell would just be like a stuffy nose kind of thing when people describe it, but you literally like lose your lose like, that sense. It's completely. insane. Like I and like taste too. So like I couldn't smell or taste anything. And so like my roommate and I were like trying different things out. So he gave me like a raw onion. I bit into that. Nothing. I wow. took a shot of tequila. Nothing. And I'm, like <laughs> oh, I could I could feel the burn. Yeah. But like that's the only way you could tell it was alcohol. Oh wow. Um, you couldn't. Yeah, that's I couldn't crazy. taste. It. Yeah, it's. So like you wouldn't even need a taste if you're taking shots. So you think that was the worst part of it for you was that was like losing those senses of taste. Yeah, because I love food oh, and yeah. I literally was only eating for the texture because um, I couldn't taste anything. And so like, like so I'd order like a burrito and like it'd be nice because it was like warm and that's like that's the pleasure I would get out of eating a burrito. Was the temperature, <laughs> it's like the temperature. Yeah, so. swarms my soul. <laughs> yeah. So and how long did it last? Like from the when you first started feeling symptoms to being back to 100. percent so first starting feeling symptoms, um, lasted two days, like the sickness, like the fever and stuff. And that went down pretty fast. And then the smell and taste didn't come into like a week and a half later. Oh, wow. Which was, yeah, it was, it was super late. And then I'd say that lasted for like three weeks. And three weeks? Good. Yeah, it was pretty long. Yeah. Wow. Um, Damn. Yeah. There's some people I was like reading online because I was like getting worried. <laughs> when is it going to come back? Yeah. That like haven't had their sense of like taste or smell in months. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Like, I think, like, it was November, and, like, I saw someone saying that they still haven't had it since June. Um, That's yeah. crazy. And so, yeah. It's just to, interesting. To not taste anything thing for three months. That would suck. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. It's, like, it's, I would just eat the blandest, most, most well, healthy yeah, diet possible. Yeah. Like I could eat just raw chicken, <laughs> um, just, like, and brown rice, and just, like, straight veggies with nothing on it. Yeah. I mean, you can still feel it in your mouth. Like, you can the feel texture. it. Yeah. yeah it would, would suck. So, like, the there. chicken would be dry, or, like, you can't, yeah. like, yeah. So, like, okay. if, it's, if it's still dry, you'll be able to so tell. You still like, got to cook it right. So got to cook it right. Yeah. The flavor doesn't really matter. You just basically are getting temperature and texture. Yeah. And moistness. I'm telling you, you're going to put some Tonys on it. You're going to get your Tony's, taste buds yeah. back. Oh, I love Tonys. Yeah. <laughs> no, that shit on everything. Yeah. Tonys is pretty good, man. So I know we've been kind of touching this this subject already a little bit tonight, but um, we really like to ask our guests this because everyone just has a unique answer and it's it's kind of a beautiful thing. Like, So if, if, you, if you could give advice to all the listeners, to humanity, to help better themselves for the day to come, what what would your one piece of advice be to help everybody out? Uh, my advice would be is if you have a dream, like go for it. Like, don't even think about like, oh, like because of this, I won't get there. So my biggest thing, like with music was, um, 
like I was 25 or 20, yeah, 25, 26 when I started like thinking about doing music or like actually when I was 21, like even then I was like, Oh, I, I can do music, but I'm like too old. And like 21 is not even that old. But like, I was like looking back yeah. like Martin Garrix and like all these other all DJs, these, like they started yeah. when they were 13. And so I was kind of like getting down on myself, like, Oh, this will never happen. And then when I was 25, I was like, all right, I'm just going to do this. And like, I got Ableton and like, like in three years, I'm already where I'm at right now. Two and a half actually. And like, yes, so, no regrets. So no regrets. And so like, I'd say like, if you have like a dream or passion, go for it. Like it's never too late. You're never too old to do something you love. You're never too old to make it a career or end up like get, if you want to make it a career. And so. I think that's, that's great advice. That, that yeah. is man. I, I second that for sure. I think that that's a beautiful thing. I, I love encouraging people to just go with it, you know, give it a try. Do give it a try. Yeah. Go, go what makes you happy. You know, yeah. if, if there's something, because there's some people like, man, if I was younger, I would do this, do it now. Yeah. Who's stopping you? I know. And if it's really something you love, you're not, it's not going to be work for you. Sure. Um, I mean, it might be in the beginning and like, I'd rather grind for like five years, just straight grind to live the life I want than oh, yeah. work until I retire living a, like a job that I hate or yep. something like that. Yeah. I second that brother. I'm in the same boat as you, man. I'm trying to set up my, my main goal in this life is to be able to control my time and my money. Exactly. I want to be our own boss. Yeah. yeah. You, you nailed it. And, and that's the goal. Mm -hmm. And you got to take risks. You got to go all in, you know, follow your passions to, you know, try some things out. And that's, that's the name of the game. That's my plan. Sounds like that's yours too. I know you're going to have a lot of success for sure. I love it. Yeah. You guys too. You guys are blowing up. Thanks so. man. Hey, we're, well, we're just, so, so I know I say the CCQ constantly, but it doesn't make sense like that. It, it has to be CQC and, and that's our, our, our acronym for success. And that's consistent quality content. Yep, those so, three things. So if we could check those three boxes every single week we come in here, we feel like that that's that's the recipe to succeed. Yeah. And and because of that, we we've had great people like you come in and we've had great listeners from around the world tune in and somebody did give us a would you rather. A word of the week. A, a word of the week. Yeah, we need you guys to start sending some would you rather's because Arthur, you know, he creates a lot of these I'm on his own. I'm coming up with some good ones. He though, does, yeah, man, he does. On. Do they just that, send it on YouTube? All the, the comments, or how do they? Or, so all social no, media platforms, okay. email, you know, mm -hmm. website, what have you. Uh, this week we got uh, Oscar from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Oh, coming down from the Bayou, from the Cajun Nation. The Cajun Nation. All right. Uh, he sent he sent us in a word that I'm probably not going to be able to pronounce because I never can pronounce these words, but I'm gonna try. And the word of the week this week, uh, it's a verb, and it's uh, k hole. Or is it cajole? I think it's cajole. Cajole. I'm reading it C A J O L E. So cajole. to oh, me, I've that's kind of really thought about that. Be, if it's coming out of Louisiana, it. it's got to be cajole, right? I think it's cajole. Like cajole sounds. Yeah, no, it's, it's it has to be cajole. Cajole. I have no idea what this means. You want to take a stab at it? Isn't cajole like some type of food? I it thought it's like it's like in like Cajol soup or something like Cajun Cajol yeah, soup. It does kind of sound like Creole. Oh, it's not Creole. Okay. Yeah, Cajun <laughs> Creole. Yeah, that, okay. that was my first thought too. I was like, okay, it's Louisiana. It's got to be Cajun Creole. Yeah. So, what, so what's it in a sentence? So I'm gonna use it in a sentence yeah. and uh, use it in a sentence. It's a verb, so it's you know kind of an action word. He hoped to cajole her into selling the house. To persuade. There it is. Is it? That's the definition. Um, the definition of Kale is to persuade someone to do something by sustained coaxing or flattery. So huh. if you're going to, you know, cajole someone, you're basically, you know, can overselling. You, can you click, if you click it, can we hear? No, because it because how we got everything set rolling. up. Yeah, that makes sense. It won't pronounce. It used to go when I did it through my phone, it would play through here. Yeah. So, so it's. You pull it up. C-A-J-O-L-E. Yeah, let's make sure we're getting check the that pronunciation right. But that's the word of the week. Oscar from Baton Rouge sent that in, and, it, and that's what it means. Define Cajol. Pronounce? No, it, it didn't get it. All right, we'll spell it out. C-A-J-O-L-E. C-A-J-O-L-E. 
hit it per nouns. Yeah, and then let's 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 get this dialed in. That way we're not because there's so many times, man. I get these words a week, I never pronounce them right. Uh, I'm, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, isn't that what that's for? So you learn more <laughs> yeah. like words. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole like, point. Because yeah. every, every week I'm like, okay, I don't know what this word means, and a lot of our listeners do, but. Yeah, keep I'm, sending them I'm, in, guys. I'm gonna redo this one. How to pronounce? How do you guys choose like the word of the week? Is it random? Yeah, like, just you know, yeah. we get a lot of submissions, and I I try to pick one that I don't know. Yeah, you know, which I don't know a lot of words. Yeah, so most, I guess it's pretty most, easy. Of them, <laughs> most of them have been super solid. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, most of them are okay, pretty here, good. Here we go. Let me turn up the volume. Come on, don't fail me. We're now. all waiting. Don't fail me. Now. <laughs> the world's waiting. Yeah, moment of truth. And and we have zero wi-fi down here so it's loading we're just gonna say it's kahol that's what it looks Cole. like and then let's, okay. let's let's blend it together a little more coal coal it's oh, almost coal coal that's the slang yeah and i don't know why it brought me to youtube probably not pronouncing it right but that's what it looks like the most so long story short that is the word of the week thanks I'm gonna, oscar i'm gonna for call, i'm gonna call my next interview into uh kahol kahol i'm gonna kahol it you're gonna kahol your music career and in, into um into magnificence Hell yeah. Yeah. You're going to co-hold this whole podcast industry. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Appreciate the kind words. Yeah, it's going to be cool to see your journey, man. Uh, it's cool to be in your orbit. We're going to have you back on. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. The and then I, I love like in seven months, six, seven months, yeah. we can like, once we both like grow at a higher level, we can come back and just we'll see share our excesses. Yeah. 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 Let's I mean, do it, man. I mean, because that's the thing, man. Like once you start picking up momentum and and you stay on it, like you don't just be like, oh yeah, I got this momentum going, so I'm relaxed. No, you stay on it. And, and you yeah. keep up with the CQC, that's dude. That's when the the, the major things happen, man. It so, is. So it's just, it's it's exciting to have, um, dude. Thank you for Clint for picking out a, a great person to save from the banking industry. And and <laughs> thank you, Clint. Yes, dude. Thank, thank you for coming in here tonight, man. Because because your energy from the first time I talked to you on the phone was super solid, and and we just been stoked to sit down and talk with you, man. Because because you bring, you can't fake energy. You, you can't fake essence. And and I like I like the style I like the the spice of your essence. I don't know if that's nice. a thing, man, but it's I like it. Yeah, it's good energy, <laughs> man. Yeah, totally. Thank you, guys. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. This is a really fun time. I'm excited for the next one. Let's um let's just grind and grow, and then I'll be back soon. Let's do it, man. Yeah. Looking forward to doing it again. Um, we'll we'll be sure to plug uh, as much of your stuff as we can down in the show notes below, guys. You know, on YouTube, just mm -hmm. click down there, get some stuff on top ramen, check out his music. He's doing some really cool things, and uh, man, this was a fun night. Absolutely, Vene. It was a pleasure having you, man. Um, any hashtag that you want to give out to the world before we jump off this? Um, just ha hashtag Top Brahmin. <laughs> hashtag Top Brahmin. Yeah, Hell yeah. That'll be in there. The, the deity with the music, tranquility. He's doing it. And he's I'm gonna doing need it you to rap on a. I'll make a beat for you, and S then we'll dude, have we'll collab. We'll make something fire. Send it over. And, yeah. And I, I, dude, it would be so fun to get on a track, bro. That would be. So fun for me, and I've, Get you I've, back to your I've freestyled and rapped yeah. on techno forever. I could do any, and like I, I would love to work with you, man. All right, like let's I, do it. I will write out some shit, and I will take my time, and then I'll come to your studio and record it. And I think that would be a fucking blast. Let's do it. I'm gonna yeah, I'll put it in the send books. It. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll make something fire. <laughs> send a beat, yeah, man. Send yeah. a beat, man, and I'll 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 get to work, man. I'll start writing writing it down, and you, you know. Yeah, I'm really just... curious to see your music. That you've done in the I, past. I gotta, yeah. I gotta find something to, yeah, to, yeah. to show but you. But no, I'm down. Yeah, yeah. We'll, I'll, we'll make I'll send it you this email. I'm gonna send you this email, and this this could be off mic talk conversation, but either way, 
Um, I'm going to send you an email, and it's it's the most recent lyrics that I've written, and it's over beats that I didn't make, so it's it's just for promo. Okay. But I, I wrote all these <clears throat> when I was in, in the depths of struggling with addiction and, and coming out of that. Yeah. So it's very powerful lyrics. I'm gonna I'm gonna send that email to you. So, yeah, do it. So I'd, you I'd have love it. to it's hear like that. Five tracks. Okay. Hell so, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Sounds like we got some in the works. We'll have to keep everybody updated. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah, man. You could. You can. Um, I don't know. Give us. He, can, he can sing. <laughs> he could. He could get tired. Strum, strum over yeah, it. Yeah. I could maybe just drink beer and just be encouraging. Yeah. But... You can be our. Uh, you could be when we're on stage. You can be like the belly dancer. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> he got. He got the belly. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll swing that beer belly out there. I'm, I'm there. Down. You go. Get me in there, man. You know, yeah. sign me up. I love it, man. I love it. It was great having you yeah. in. Yeah, it was, it was fun, great dude. being here. Yeah. Let's do it Thank again. You. Definitely. Um, yeah, once again, guys, check it out down below. Be sure to hit up Top Ramen on social media. Check out his music. Fun stuff, man. We're going to close it out. We're back here next week for episode 92. Got another fun one coming your way. Um, and until then, man, y'all be good to yourselves. You deserve it. Peace.